Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of The Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I am your beast, Dan Meredith. How are you, Mr. Alderton? Mr. Meredith, I am feeling sprightly. <laughs> sprightly? Today. That makes you sound like a 70-year-old man who can still jog upstairs. Um, I'll take that, mate. I'll take that. How about yourself? Um, to be honest, uh, I... I, I, I I am now feeling much better, but I had a, a very enjoyable weekend, lots of connection, lots of fun, um, got to Saturday and I was feeling a little rundown. I had dinner plans with a friend and I sort of said, look, could we maybe order something in, hang out, you know, watch a film, that sort of vibe. And they were super fine with it because they were down visiting um, some of their family nearby. And I ordered some takeaway. Uh, healthy takeaway from uh, some Thai food um, from a place I'd ordered from before. And it was delicious. But um, at about two o'clock in the morning, I thought, ooh, I'm feeling less than sparkly right now, Uh, which then resulted in a glorious case of seafood food poisoning, which if you have ever had it, is probably one of the worst types I think you can have. And Sunday, yeah, I, I thought to myself, is this the end? I mean, I've had it before, and it is that kind of like your whole body hurts, like actually like chills, shaking, pain. Obviously, we won't go into anything descriptive, but let's just say you're not very restful, can't keep anything down. And I just remember thinking, so this is how I die. So, but yeah, so um, midweek now, feeling good, feeling energized, and, uh, you know, feel very lucky. I've got, you know, great people around me, great team, great support network and stuff as well. And I had some friends who offered to come and go, do you want me to look after you? I said, no, I very much don't want you in audible distance of me for now. So thank you very much. But we it did about? make totally me random think, too. yeah, it did give me a lot of time to think. And it's also one of those things I was thinking, actually, there's a couple of parts you know, of my business that are really heavily Dan reliant, which is good because obviously I do it. I thought, oh, okay, that's something that I need to, to think about. And I've been thinking about lots of different ways of growing my business for next year. I've made a conscious decision this year to kind of rebuild and review things and just kind of like grow everything in a, in a, in a slightly different direction, which has gone really well. But it's a phrase that um, I was told by one of my early coaches, and it's that typical thing, especially those of you who are listening to entrepreneurs, do we want to do all of the fucking things? And that phrase is chase two rabbits and catch none. And I think many of us can be guilty of trying to do all the things or moving on to the next thing before you finish the first thing, or just thinking, you know, especially if you are, you know, you have your own business or you're, you're looking to create your own business and so on and so forth is the fact that you can do everything but you probably shouldn't and I've got a series of systems that I'm going to share with you today that I have used that have worked really well for me and for my clients and it's just a case of you know if you've not necessarily achieved some of the things that you want to achieve there's there's a, a sort of thought process and a degree of logic that you have to apply because it's it's just 
not possible for most people. So some some people can, but for most people to improve all areas simultaneously at once, it's really fucking difficult. I, I think a lot of this as well comes to that kind of self-awareness of who you are as a person, because mm-hmm. once again, you can't do it all. And, you know, when we're talking about from a business perspective, and this is very much different from like, say, business, fitness and relationships, uh, et cetera, et cetera, because the difference in a business as opposed to your fitness is you can outsource things. And this is well, the I mean, reality. I know a couple that are quite quite popular in the swinging <laughs> scene and they certainly do outsource parts of their relationship, Jamie. <laughs> no, what I mean, Dan, is that you can't get somebody else to do the work for you to get the physique that you want. Of okay. course, um, you can outsource it to somebody else to focus on it as in a personal trainer, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to your business... When it comes to, you know, juggling multiple projects, trying to, you know, launch different things and do different Mm -hmm. things, you understand that you can't do it all if you're by yourself. And of course, if you build a team, if you delegate things, then of course you can do a lot more things. And I think a lot of the reason that people start new things is that they're worried that if they only have one thing and it doesn't work, what then now? And everyone talks this day and age about having multiple revenue streams and everything else. And it's like, yes, that is important. And you can have multiple revenue streams for the same thing. So understand that your one thing can have different levels, but creating a new thing then divides your energy. Mm -hmm. So business, I would say, is very different to fitness. One thing that I realized coming into, um, you know, 38 this year is that I can't do all of the things when it comes to fitness too because as you know I've just this year started jujitsu and when I first started I was like oh it's okay I'll just do I know I've actually still got my training program and it was like right cool I'm gonna do four jujitsu sessions I'm gonna do four gym sessions I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do two running sessions and it's like no you fucking <laughs> not and, and then and then it's like cool one thing i forgot is uh, family time i forgot yeah, life um, sleep life rest days forgotten your business forgotten everything else that you you have to do and it's like cool as with anything that you are making a choice to do it involves sacrifices so what i have sacrificed is a lot of my gym training at the moment mm-hmm. i know it's important but i'm you know acquiring a new skill so yeah. my focus on the moment at, at this moment in time is that skill acquisition. That's going to be many, many years of skill acquisition, but I'm able to uh, very much like one of the words that you uh, use is blast and cruise. Yeah. And at the moment I talk the, about in my book. And one of the things I'm doing with jujitsu at the moment is I'm, I'm in a blasting phase. So I'm yeah. really just focused on skill acquisition for that, which then I've sacrificed a lot of the resistance training and gym purely mm-hmm. down to time. And as I have a competition coming up in the next kind of seven, eight weeks, that will then go from a blast phase to a cruise phase. And I'll go from, say, six jujitsu sessions a week down to three and then replace those other three with my gym sessions. So I think it's just understanding when it comes to, you know, for, for me and my advice from the one thing is it's not you know, just pick something, but it's what are you going to sacrifice? And business is all about, and life is all about what are you willing to let go of to get the thing that you want? 
and I, I use a little system. So I have, a, I think I made it in 20, I think 2017. It's just that I get shit done planner. And it's based off all the stuff that I've learned from all the books and all the courses and all the trainings. And it, you know, I've, I've, I've been told I have some form of ADHD from people who are professionals and stuff. And these are all the little coping mechanisms and methods that I've created to allow me to, you know, to stay on track and to grow and, and to do, you know, the, some of the things that I've done. And for me, if you're looking to grow, the first thing I get people to do is, is, is some degree of audit. So in the in the in the planner, there is a section, and I can't remember all of them, but it's like it's like business, network, friendships, relationship, health, physical, health, mental, finances, invest. You know, there's a selection that you can add more in as well, and you simply score yourself out of ten. And that is an of ten being obviously everything's fucking perfect, one being dog shit, and just sometimes looking at your scores and actually take, you know, trying to take the emotion out, which is always hard and having a look at your life and seeing the areas that are not maybe as good as they should be starting to trend down. Maybe that you've been putting off for a little while. So, you know, start of this year, um, you know, and I started my sort of like my, my sort of second fitness journey in the boxing phase, you know, fitness and, and everything was my was my goal. So that was a, you know, that was a lower score and I needed to bring that up to be able to do what I needed to do um, for me right now. Sort of where my obviously, you know, I've just come out of a, of a blast phase. I've had a real aggressive 12 weeks. I've literally just wrapped up um, today my, my rehab phase. And I said, right, I'm going to focus on getting my, my mobility and my, my ankle back to full functionality. And I made that a priority. It was a low score. It was affecting me not so much professionally, but it was affecting my mood. It was making me feel a bit down. I wasn't able to do some of the stuff. You know, I was limping again and it just kind of made me, it made me feel old. So I thought, right, well, you can either complain or you can do something about it but anyway that audit really helps you get a good perspective on just where you are and if you're listening literally make a list of everything in your fucking life and just look at the scores okay and then when you look at those scores see how much pain they are giving you right now so if those scores continue to trend down the stairs they are is it manageable is it okay are you happy with that score or is it really causing you you know discomfort issues problems so on and so forth so you know my 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 lower scores this month uh, for the for the the next cycle i've then broken them down into steps that i could take so i get the scores and i go cool that's a low score so i want to improve say for example my um two ones i'm working on this month and they're not low because they're bad they're just areas that i want to work on it's like so my next cycle is is business and connection there's two areas that i feel I would really like to double down on. I want to aggressively go up to another level in business, um, which many people here listening do as well. You can get to a point where you can be quite complacent. So I'm like, I've been in a really good place for a period of time, but I need to push things on to another level. So I've got to, you know, make some sacrifices and some changes there. And connection. Um, I've realized, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before, we can spend too much time, especially if you have an online business, you know, it's, it's you know, not, not spending as much time with, other humans, bringing people together, you know, socializing, you know, I have a, a really good external life from what you see online as well. But I've, I've made a, you know, a, a conscious effort to kind of reconnect with people, reach out to people, you know, get dates in the diary, book things, have people come visit, have me visit them. So I've kind of, that's already in hand, the business side of things. I plan to start it this week, obviously, but my uh, my uh, internal systems decided that that was, uh, well, that'll be a next week thing for you, Dan. 
but you know I've got a very aggressive plan for the business and then for example so then I'll, I'll have those big goals and then I'll break them down into 90 days three months okay then I'll look at month one okay what are the things that I need to do this month to get those scores up that's it. Now, often it's a best guess. So I will come up with, you know, three to five things that I can do consistently, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, depending on how big a thing they are. And I'll start attacking them. So, you know, I've got, you know, my new book to finish. There's a new podcast that I want to do as well. There is an event I want to put on. There's all this stuff. So it's all kind of building up stuff. So leading up to the business thing that I want to do, but I've got to I have to figure out, you know, where I'm at score wise, what the end results is, and then almost reverse engineer it of what action steps do I need to take to get those scores trending upwards. And I'm not looking for it to be everyday perfection. You know, this week was not a perfect week, but I thought to myself, okay, cool, not feeling a hundred percent, but what can I still do to impact that in a positive way? Well, the first thing was to, was to rest and actually get my, my health and fitness, you know, back up to where it needed to be. Next thing is, you know, have a few conversations, reach out to some people, you know, get some things done that I can do from my phone that I could do from bed at that particular point in time. And I've got the ball rolling and that's it. But it is, it, but I'm not trying to do everything. So right now, my, you know, for me, compared to them, you know, my, you know, we're both, obviously both me and you are big into our, our training and our fitness. Um, for me, I've got it down to now for like three gym sessions, two boxing sessions and a run a week. Now, that's quite a lot for some people. I'm very fortunate that I've got, you know, decent amount of time spare. But that to me is kind of something that I can maintain. I can definitely hit that week to week. It's not going to stress me out. Um, and it gives me obviously a day's rest as well. So I've, I've put a few things like, you know, that on maintenance whilst I put my energy into the things that I need to focus on. I'm not, and I, I've fallen into that trap before. And I think many of us do this where we, we say, right, fuck it. I need to make a change. And I'm fed up with how I look. I'm fed up with my bank balance. You know, my, you know, don't want to be single anymore. You know, I want to have more of a hobby. And you start, just going and doing all the things. And that's great for a few days, maybe a week. And then something happens, someone cancels, something changes, you get run down, have an injury. Life, just life decides to come along and fuck you. And all those plans go out the window. And we've spoken about this before. So it's 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 having the 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 sense about you to manage your energy, your resources and your time and focus on the things that are actually important and that's that audit and that self-reflection you know i had to do some really you know have some really tough conversations with myself thinking right what do i actually need to focus on what's actually important what's actually going to get me the results that i want you know two three five years down the line well i've got to do that now now some of those things is not going to give me an immediate payoff it's not but i know if i don't do them scroll forward six twelve months time i'll be like fuck why didn't i start then and that's where I'm at now. So I'm like, if I don't start now, all I'm doing is delaying the good shit, which will come down the line that I know from having done this multiple times will appear. I think there's a lot to take away from that, Dan, um, for, for people. And one of the main things is pen and paper. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, so many people listening to this, my question to you is, when's the last time? And it's not about taking a day off. It's maybe just allocating two hours in your diary to to write to find somewhere quiet get your laptop out get a pen and paper 
and do this shit. And a lot of people will be afraid to do this because you're going to have to face some real home truths mm-hmm. which are mulling over in your head, which you are secretly unhappy about and you've been too afraid to talk to other people about getting sorted because you're worried about looking yeah. weak. You're worried about not have you know, people thinking that you don't have your shit together. You know, you're worried about all of these things. And I'm talking from first world experience with this. You know, a lot of people are like one of one of my downfalls has been over the years is this this thinking that I can figure this shit out for myself. And <laughs> and you know, Dan laughs. And here's the thing. I, I tend to be able to, but it takes me a good 18 months to to figure this shit out and if i speak to the right person i can get that thing figured out in i that's the the thing is figured out and pointed in the right direction in weeks and i'm thinking you know whenever i've had something that's on my mind for like six months to a year and someone's just pointed it out you know we go back to once again this solomon's paradox of being able to be very good at sorting other people's shit out but sometimes not seeing your uh, label because you're stuck in the jar but someone just points something to you you're like for fuck's sake why did i not come to you earlier so the first stage that you need to do is what i like to call jump on the scale a lot of people don't want to jump on the scale because they don't want to see that they're overweight so they Mm -hmm. ignore the scale and guess what happens that weight doesn't go down it goes up and then it becomes harder (laughs) and harder to jump on that scale because it does the you know this ostrich effect is the tendency of when things get difficult or Things aren't going the way that you want them to, to bury your head into the sand, which mm-hmm. firstly, ostriches don't bury the head in the sand. It's a myth. And, and secondly, neither fucking do you. So pen, paper, write shit down. The next thing is a period of self-awareness. And have you ever heard, Dan, of the self-awareness archetypes? No. Um, hit me with I, that. I, so I read it many years ago in Harvard Business Review, and it's just talking about that, firstly, only a small percentage of people are actually self-aware. And what they did is they did a study on a 1,000 people, which basically broke down self-awareness as internal and external. You know those people who um, have high levels of mm-hmm. external self-awareness and low levels of internal self-awareness, and they're people pleasers. So if you have that, you're a people pleaser. If you are, have low levels of self-awareness and low levels of um if you have low levels of internal and external self-awareness i i tend to call you a bell end but you (laughs) prick i was waiting i was waiting for some insightful bit of knowledge bomb there jamie you're a dick (laughs) but yeah harvard business review doesn't call them that they call them unaware and we all know that that person who literally misses the forest for the trees of of Mm -hmm. reading the room and yet they're completely unaware of their own flaws and fuck-ups and failures because they haven't yeah. taken the time to write shit down and they haven't taken the time to ask people, in what way am I a bellend? Because that, once again, is a very important thing with the other one, which is people who have very high levels of internal self-awareness and very low levels of external self-awareness, which is also known as an introspector. Now, I fall into this category okay. quite a bit where... I'm very self-aware, so I do all the work. I write things down, I journal, I think about my thoughts. But mm-hmm. one of the mistakes that I sometimes make is I come up with solutions to the thoughts that I've written down. The mistake that I've made in the past is not going to someone to confirm my thoughts. Right, I understand. Whether or not they are true. Whether so right, I, yeah. I write things down and go, right, this isn't going right in my life. This isn't going right in my life. Mm-hmm. Cool. The solution is this, this, and this. And oh, genius i'll go and do that and guess what six months later i end up back in the same fucking place because (laughs) the answers that i've written down 
due to my high levels of self-awareness were not the right fucking answers Mm -hmm. and the low level of self you know external is to rely on other people to fact check your own bullshit and actually going cool i've got this problem um i've written down that i think it's this this and this what do Mm -hmm. you think and they go i think you're full of shit i think you need to do this so once again that comes down to you know the solution to that is to rely more on finding people that you trust to then you know feedback that information so that's actually an introspector and that's that's a re- yeah, yeah ha- it's really hand raise that's been one of my issues over the year and then of course the other one is aware mm-hmm. um, and that is high levels of um, internal high levels of external so when it comes to self-awareness think about where you are are you a bellend are you a people pleaser bellend <laughs> i just love that i would just love the idea because we've got you know Tens of thousands of people who listen to this. And I just love the idea of someone sat there, like, whether you have a beard or not, but stroking a metaphorical beard going, am I a bellend? It's Hmm. it's a very important question to ask yourself. (laughs) and, and and, And here's the thing. If everybody, if you think everybody around you is a bellend and nobody around you, I've got to be honest. That's something that when I, when I, cause when I'm on my motorbike, that the key thing I think of when I'm on my motorbike is that everyone is a completely unaware, useless fucking driver because it keeps me alive. And again, yep. most people aren't, but I just kind of think, you know what? I'm just going to act as if nobody knows I'm here. Everyone's an absolute fuckwit when it comes to driving and you're just not even going to see me. So you know, it's kept, kept me alive so far. But that that's what keeps you alive because that is a yeah. high level of external mm-hmm. self-awareness. And it's a belief that, you know, if you think that you're king of the road and everybody should bow to your whim, that's where accidents that's happen because people, squished. because people don't give a fuck. And yeah. uh, a video that's going viral for me at the moment on Instagram is uh, people keep reposting it on a Monday nice. and it starts with, you're going to meet a lot of dickheads today. They don't know that they don't know that they're dickheads. <laughs> they they're going to be doing dickhead things, and then they're going to. Have be we swap roles their... today? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it's it. But once again, it's this kind of thing. Is a lot of people wake up and they think, oh, what's going to happen to me today?" You know, and I'm like, lots mm-hmm. of things are going to happen because once again, people are waking Life. up and just trying to survive today. But if you wake up and go, "Do you know what? There's going to be. I'm going to." Yeah, there's going to be lots of people coming into my life saying horrible things, doing things mm-hmm. that serve them. And yep. I'm going to be fine with it because if I allow that energy to come on board, I'm not going to be able to push the needle forward and get stuff done in my day, which is going to make me healthy, happy, fit and strong. So yep. once again, this, this, you know, this motorbike analogy with your level of self-awareness, if you're literally driving hundred miles an hour, expecting everybody else to you know open up turn to you and this something other you're gonna end up with a nasty accident but if you go everybody on the road is a moron so i need a high level of self-awareness and maybe don't take these uh risks when it comes Mm -hmm. to my safety then you survive longer and it's not just on the roads it's in life and it's just taking those risks you know what really good analogy mate if somebody is an asshole to me, maybe don't punch him. Maybe do not argue. Maybe not get on that person's level. Just mm-hmm. smile and let them go on their day because you've just passed. They're going to continue on through their day being the like dick that. Day. Exactly, and you're going to not take on that energy and then carry on with what it is that you're doing. And 
once again, self-awareness is the key. The, the final thing that I want to say about this, Dan, is just um, everything that you said there with regards to writing things down, if you want to make sure that that happens, don't rely on yourself to make it happen because you'll let yourself down. Okay. Hold yourself accountable by finding a group of people. And it, you don't need to pay for this. You can go, just go, cool. Do I know a group of people, one or two people, that is willing to make a commitment each week to go through this this thing of yours and, ho- and hold themselves accountable and say, okay, this, 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 I'm going to focus on this, this, and this. If I don't do this, this, and this, then this, this, and this happens. Because it's very hard to let other people down because we let ourselves yeah. down all the time. Mate, I've got some really fun, because I had a, a new tier of coaching that I added in. And, you know, we speak once a month. And then on a Thursday and a Friday, we kind of check in. We do the account, you know, basically it's a bit of accountability. What did you do? You know, what obstacles did you face? What wins did you have? Anything you struggle with? And then I give them back the advice. But with some of my clients, it's a case of, you know, that accountability piece is obviously what I provide as well as, you know, the guidance and the, and the usual sort of strategy stuff I do. But I've got one guy or two guys actually that I'm working with at the moment. And if they don't check in with me and tell me what they've done, even if they haven't done what they said they're going to do, they don't get their call the following week. They're basically paying me. And I, I genuinely have done it to both of them. I will literally have got, you know, lovely place. I've got all the toys in my living room. And I'll take a picture of literally the hour that they are paying for me playing on my PS5 or my Xbox. That's it. I'll just take a picture going, thanks for this. Appreciate the break. And they've only both done it once and they hated it but kind of loved it because I was like we didn't do the fucking work and we agreed this as well this is not me being slack and stuff they needed a degree of you know hardcore accountability but um there was something you said there which I kind of wanted to circle back to which you you talked about the self-awareness and understanding where you are and this is something I said in my book and yes there are nuances in this as well but you know with that self-reflection piece you know again we're all different different journeys different paces and stuff like that but you know give or take you know, life dealing you a shitty hand, okay? You said about stepping on the scale. So look in the mirror, naked or in your underwear. That is kind of a reflection of how well you look after yourself, how well you eat, how well you exercise, how well you, you know, look after the body that you have. Have a look in your bank account. Well, that's a reflection of, you know, the, you know what you're putting out there, what you're doing, what you're generating, what you're bringing in, also your spending habits, so on and so forth. Again, another great one is your phone. Is it all, you know, are you getting messages from people inviting you to things? Are you being included in group chats? Are you getting invited to go out on, on social events? Or is it a little bit quiet? Or are you always the one that's having to you know, suggest things to people. Now, again, there's all sorts of nuances in between that, but you can kind of, if you, if you just take a pause and take stock of where you are, so, you know, you know, looking at your physique in the mirror, looking at your bank account, looking at your schedule, looking at the people that you're surrounding yourself with, you know, looking, you know, you know, looking at your social life, your relationships, your friendships, your connections, you know, how you're feeling day to day, you feeling generally happy, you feeling rested, are you feeling anxious or depressed or tired or whatever, listening to those signals is really key because if that if you're if if it's all a bit shit right now firstly sorry okay i've been through phases where everything feels like shit most of us do at times you know no one is perfect but it's also it's just if if you try and take the emotion i think it's just data so you know say for example you do look in the mirror and you're really not happy with what you see that's okay doesn't mean you're a good person or a bad person If, if you look at if what you see is not what you want cool. What can you do about it to change it? How could you impact that? What could you, you know, how could you change your diet? How could you change your training? Whatever. 
if you've got a business and you're not generating, you know, as much money as you need to or anywhere near you need to be or you're as dipped off or whatever, you can panic and you can go shit, you know, the sky is falling down, everything's going wrong. Or, you know, much like I've done over this year, there's a couple of different businesses that I've got, you know, a couple of areas that are not popping, as I'd call, as much as they used to. That doesn't mean they're shit. It doesn't mean I'm a failure. It doesn't mean everything's going completely tits up. It means, you know, the market's changed. People's needs have changed. You know, I've changed as an individual as well. So how can I adapt that? What do I need to change to bring that to where I need it to be? So again, the more honest you are with yourself about where you are in all these areas of your life. I mean, look, I've I've joked about this many a time before, and we, we said this on the last podcast, but you know, Dan has a type, okay? That type hasn't tended to work out longer do you, do you term wanna, for what you, I... No, no, we're not. No, no. No, we're not, not going to go through the type, but just... No. just um, let so me finish I, this and then I'll let you do it. Okay. okay but what okay, I'm saying okay. is, is that logic, okay, as much as I've had some wonderful fun with some amazing people and stuff, it hasn't necessarily worked out in the end result, which is what I am, you know, very openly looking for a relationship that could, you know, potentially lead into a family. That's the sort of part of my life I am now. I chose, consciously chose, to focus on business and everything first because of my sister and my family. Well, I've done that now. That's all sorted. They're all looked after. So now it's down to me. But if I, again, if I'm, you know, looking at the data, if I keep making the same, just, you know what, put that down, Jamie, put that down. Right. You can't be too descriptive, Jamie. Well, do you know what? I'll describe what Jamie just showed on the screen. Jamie <laughs> likes AI and likes trolling the fuck out of me. And Jamie typed in a list of, attributes and things that Dan finds appealing and a little bit of his weakness, to be honest with you. And the image, you know, and it, it, the AI generated an image and I literally looked at that and I was like, yeah, that's literally pretty much my ideal woman right there. Thank you, Mr. AI. Funny boy, but, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but, also, but it's very much like, you know, like when we write down the things that is potentially wrong, it doesn't always, like, here's the thing, like, when you write down things that you're not, you know, happy with in your life, it's mm -hmm. because the things to which you're doing, excuse the pun, mm -hmm. um, are enjoyable. It's, you know, it's like this one, one of the reasons where, why you don't drink, you know, you don't drink alcohol because it's fucking enjoyable. You mm -hmm. know? And it's just also one of these things of understanding that, you know, good things aren't always good for you in the, the long term. And actually, you know, Life is very counterintuitive. I, what, as you were talking there, Dan, um, there was a few things that I'd written down when it comes to self-awareness. And you mm -hmm. know, it's the extremes of standing naked in the mirror, checking your bank account. These are all very important things. Um, it's a quote from a friend of mine, Chris Williamson, which I'm paraphrasing. And he said, um, the solution to your problems lie in the work which you're avoiding doing. Oh, that's a good that's, one. That is a good, oh, that's a stinker. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, you're winning dry. You're winning dry with that one, Jamie. It is dry. It has, it has many depths because you probably, if you look at the answers to your problems, it's it's the things that you're avoiding doing. Another one which I put here is you're the average of the um, last five people that you messaged on WhatsApp. 
it's a very interesting thing to look at um, because... Well, in that case, Jamie, I'm hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's talking, you know, if I look now and, you know, accountability-wise, look at the last conversations that I had, last five conversations. Um, it, the first one is you saying, yo, I'm here, sausage. Um, the next one is a good friend of mine, Matt, who's um, been in the Royal Marines for 20 years. Uh, the next one is uh, my wife. Next one is my uh, my group, uh, the jiu-jitsu group, where we kind of get updates and share photos and that. And then the fifth one is called Creator Friends, where we've just got a group of really high-level creators sharing all their strategies and tactics online. Oh, so that's good. Look, looking at my last five, it's all like good conversations. And that's the most important thing. You know, when you're looking mm. at those last five, you ask yourself, you know, was that a productive use of my time? Does that help me? You know, a lot of those like family, friends, they're great yep. things to have in your WhatsApp group. If you mm -hmm. are, you know, talking to people who are not that good for you, very gossipy, who this, that, and the other, then you might want to be a bit wary of that because it's very therapeutic sending like, toxic things to a toxic mm -hmm. person because it's this once again it's this this little dopamine hit that literally serves no purpose whatsoever so be very mindful of that and and the same mm -hmm. with your news feed you know it's a it's a great thing to do and so many people don't do this and it's so easy to do wherever it is that you scroll be it tiktok mm -hmm. be it instagram be it facebook open up the app get a pen and paper out Mm -hmm. And for the next 10 posts that you see, just make a note of if they are positive and are helping your life yep. or negative and hindering your life. And there is an mm. in-between there, um, depending on how you look at it. I highly recommend that people do follow certain meme accounts, but not lots of meme accounts because humor is so important and you know mm -hmm. i i i used to be very like no don't follow meme accounts don't follow this you know go into social media of a purpose but sometimes a little bit of light-heartedness and a little bit yeah. of humor goes a long long way especially when you have friends with similar warped sense of humor aka mr beast do. there um and you know i have certain friends where I just laugh at something which makes no sense whatsoever. And I know you send person. me, you keep sending me these fucking reels of the dumbest shit I have ever seen. And I follow the account now. And the thing is I follow it. I still see him. And this good looking dickhead here still sends it. And it gets me every time because it is the dumbest shit I have ever, ever. What's it? Do you know what it's called? Is it like some useless information in the account? Yeah, yeah, useless information. And it's stuff like this because they understand hooks. And actually, it's a really good thing mm. to understand with social media. Like, it'll have a picture of the Titanic and it'll go, did you know that the Titanic still serves seafood? And that's the, that's it. That is it. Yeah. My um, favorite one is called Disappointing Affirmations because it's a... It's, it's, it's a how how he set it up was actually really, so if you follow it, disappointing affirmations he's grown it from I remember I followed it at like a hundred and something thousand it's like millions now it is just literally very dark demotivational style messages over some of the most beautiful landscapes possible and every day 
I go on there. I, I, I screenshot it or send, I have to send it to people because it's like, it's the most fucked up stuff. But we, we I just wanted to circle back to the kind of the, the topic of the kind of, you know, chase um, two rabbits and, and catching none, because you were saying there about um, the conversations you've had. And last week, so last week, so I, I pretty much um, uh, done with my book and, I won't say the name of the book, but I got to the last, the very, very last chapter when I was bringing it together. Unfortunately, um, relationship with a wonderful human being, um, they had to travel. There's a, there's a time tape racing. They had to go, so we kind of called time on it. And I, and, I, and it was like quite hard to finish this positive chapter when I wasn't feeling particularly chipper at that point in time. But so last week was, you know, I had planned it to finish the book off. I had loads of time, and I thought, well, actually off the back of this new book, I'm going to be changing the direction of a few things. And I, and those conversations are really important. So I actually booked in conversations with a few other coaches who are doing similar things like peers. I spoke to um, another a social media expert who's known of me for a long time. So it's good. So we didn't have like a close relationship and they could be quite objective. I spoke to a friend who's a copywriter who was having a look at some of my copy. I spoke to a tech person, a business strategist, a financial expert. And I just literally had really good conversations took a shit ton of notes and then percolated on it now i actually had planned to come to my team meeting this week to sort of share all that kind of stuff but unfortunately like the prawns got to me by that point but now off the back of those conversations i'm i know i'm not going to be chasing two rabbits but i also know the rabbit that i'm going to chase because if i'm going to catch one you know on this metaphor we're talking about that is going to involve a lot of energy so before you as well as you know not doing too many things at once, getting clear on what the thing is that you're going to work on. And like Jamie said, get some clarity and validation that this is the right way of doing it. Imperfect action is your friend, but it is sometimes good to just go, right, I think I'm pretty much on the right track. This is probably going to work out well. Let's give it a go. Yeah, momentum is key. I mean, I go back to this analogy from Psycho-Cybernetics, um, one of my favorite books by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. And he does say people are like bikes. When they're stationary, like a bike, it's very hard to steer and it's wobbly as fuck. But when it moves, it's easier to steer and move. And when you are stuck in a place with no momentum, it's very hard to figure out a way to get going. And the solution to your problem is to just fucking start. A lot of people, you know, I, I speak to people when it comes to social media and I say, why haven't you posted on Instagram for two weeks? And they're like, well, I, I had this idea for this thing and I was going to do this. And then I spent two days thinking about it. And then a week goes by and, and nothing got done. I'm like, why don't you just repost something that was popular from from this year? Oh, I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah, just post something. We, what we need to do is just get the signal to you that this is important. Mm -hmm. And this is where momentum happens. And this is so important to do. Just post something. Just signal to yourself that this is important. Yep. That's it. Signal to yourself that this is something important. And there's actually research with this. Um, there's a guy called Dan Airely. And he's um, he's got a brilliant book, I, I I'm trying to remember what it's um, called because I'll be paraphrasing uh, the name. Um, Summit like Netics, Summit Netics. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes uh, when okay. I find it. But one of the things that he did a study on is people that weighed themselves in the morning, talking about mm -hmm. scales, it kind of refers quite well back, that 
people weighed themselves in, in the morning. They had about 100 people, 50 people weighed themselves and looked at the um, the weight and the other 50 mm-hmm. people weighed themselves and they had a special scale that didn't say the weight. And actually what they found over a three-month period is people who jumped on the scale and didn't look at the weight actually got more progress when it came to their weight loss. And what they came to this solution, uh, the conclusion was that Weighing yourself in the morning is nothing to do with the actual weight that it shows you. It's to do Mm -hmm. with waking up and signaling to yourself that you care about your health. Mm -hmm. And this is the most important thing. Like you just posting something on social media or you just doing something like, you know, you saying, I need to get to the gym. I tell you what commit for the next seven days to do 20 push-ups a day that's fucking it and you think that's too easy it's like too easy do fuck it finish this podcast do do 20 push-ups and show me that how easy it fucking is to do and then do it for seven days because that simple thing is going to be a signal to yourself that you care about it and this is what we're trying to do same thing in business as well like you just reminded me one of my very 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 first coaches john who i got the concept of the dentist now that i talk about in my book he said every morning he looks at his business accounts now he's looking obviously he just looks at the number and sees what's there and is he he happy with that number has it gone up has it gone down where is it and he just he sets his intention every day to make that number move up in some direction now not every day you're going to make sales and make money, especially if you're self-employed. You know, some days you have your launches and there's periods of, you know, there's peaks and troughs. But by looking in the morning at his business plan, just looking at the number, he's, it's, he's, he's signaling to himself, I'm going to do something today to try and move that number up, to move that needle forward, to get a sale in or to start a conversation or to create a piece of content. And that intention is so, so important. And again, I've said this before, you know, this whole, it's, it's just data. It's just a point in time. That dot of where you are on this graph that you're seeing and perceiving yourself in can go up, can go down, go left, can go right. It can change. And that's it. You are not fixed. And I think one of the, you know, I was, I was asked on a podcast, um, you know, what was, um, what was something that you can, you know, what's, what's something you believe in now or something you've changed or, you know, sort of a new thought paradigm you've had or whatever. And I said, the thing that I've learned to accept is the only constant you have is change. Shit's going to change. Shit's going to not work as well as it do, might work well, won't work well, might be brilliant, might be not. But I've just learned to embrace the fact that change is the only fucking thing you can rely on. And it can be quite scary because we get into our little positions, you know, we like things to stay the same, but shit doesn't stay the same. Shit changes. And the more you lean into those changes, personally, I found the happier I am. And I can always, you know, even in some of the darkest moments I've had, I mean, once I've gone through the the, the, the low, I can always find something from it that I can use to inspire me to kind of, you know, make the changes I need to do, you know, off the back of the less than ideal change. Freakonomics, Dan Ailey. There you go. It came to me. And then it's just very interesting of understanding things like that. And I talk about correlation doesn't always imply, you know, in, imply causation, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of going a little bit off tangent, but it's just really understanding why we're doing things. And this is the most important thing. The signal of interest isn't actually the signal itself as in like, cool, I need to be at a certain weight. It's I want to be healthier. 
And it's actually understanding the, the root cause of why you're doing stuff. So the reason that he's checking his bank numbers and everything is because he cares and wants to go into that day with intention of success mm -hmm. with that thing. And once again, we understand that when things are painful, we ignore them because we're, we're trying to avoid that pain. But we're not avoiding it. We're just moving it down the road. And it's this little ball that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And unfortunately, this is the thing that, you know, I was speaking to somebody on a consultation today, very successful business person. And I speak to a lot of very successful business you know, people who are, you know, we, we talk about the businesses, they're, they're telling me all these numbers and it's great. And then we talk about them and it's like your health, your movement, your mm -hmm. fitness, your, your weight and everything. And it's, once again, it's, it's a very difficult thing to talk about because yeah. in one avenue, there is immense amount of success uh, in their life financially and, and it's with certain business attributes, but what they've sacrificed with that or what they've excused mm. themselves from is the work that they're going to have on themselves. And it's this same mentality that a lot of people have is it's not yet broken, so I'm not going to fix it. And it's like, what happens very much like, you know, I think mm -hmm. one of the signals that you remind yourself when you get food poisoning is just how useless you become yep. within your own business mm -hmm. when you're sick. And yes. it's this inevitability of understanding that if you don't, if you carry on not looking after yourself physically, mentally, financially, mm -hmm. socially, that something will eventually break because it's like that little snowball going down the hill. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the trouble with it getting bigger and bigger is when you finally do get round to trying to fix it, firstly, it might be a bit too late. And secondly, mm -hmm. you're going to have to make so many more sacrifices to yeah. get back to normality because of the extremes of ignoring it. And it's, it. This, and it's this old quote of an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So find what your ounces of prevention are. It might be checking your bank account every day. It might be jumping on a scale. It might just start with getting this fucking pen and paper out and writing things down that the things that you want in life, where they currently are, and then what you then need to do to get there. And then very much like I said with this introspection, find people who know what they're talking about to feed this information back to think if the information that you've written down is is correct or if you're just full of shit i think that's a perfect point i think you've done a dan today mate that's the perfect I, point to end this on most certainly is dan ladies and gents i really hope you enjoyed this episode of the body and the beast and if you did please share and let us know we had a lot more shares this week which uh, really enjoyed yeah really nice We're, we had our tractor friend uh, sharing does, as well, which is which always does make me smile. So uh, please, please, please share. Please let us know what you think. And, and feel free to fire some topics over to us. This is not a very complex thing. We jump on. We see how each other's week's gone. And then the next question is, what should we talk about today? We always come up with yeah. a subject. But if you have anything that you're struggling anything with. Anything you'd love or... us to cover, please do reach out. And I, and I do, you know, Jamie's inbox is a bit more wilder than mine. But um, I'm always open to a conversation, a chat, an idea. So feel free to ping me at the real Dan Meredith if you wish. Uh, it'd be lovely to hear from you. Ladies and gents, really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Body and the Beast. I have been your body, Jamie Lawton. And I've been your beast, Dan Meredith. Take care. Thank you.